Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joan Ash on Live 95. Now, talking about uh, very different artists, here's a mix of artists and uh, tell us what you think all of these have in common. Right on. and air conditioning onto the same app so I can randomly plunge individual rooms into cold and dark and then use Spotify to play children singing nursery rhymes from the basement. <laughs> I did this once and I came off stage and I had a phone call from my wife going, eh, you seem to have forgotten that I was actually on call tonight, so I've actually been called into work, but I just had a text from the babysitter. Outside I went, I thought you'd be younger. I said I was. <laughs> I'm 40 years of age, but girls still check me out. I wouldn't mind, but they're so bloody obvious about it, pointing and whispering. Stranger danger. <laughs> Every night after the show, I have attractive women banging on my dressing room door, and sometimes I let them out. <laughs> Have you worked it out yet? No prizes for guessing the answer. But every single one of those artists has played at University Concert Hall. And that's just a small number who have played, uh, obviously, over the last 30 years. 30 years, hard to believe it. Celebrating that anniversary. And with us this morning, we have Sinead Hope. Good morning to you, Sinead. Good morning. Delighted to be here with you. It was great to hear those. And I'm bopping away there to uh, Amelda May playing out at the Concert Hall. I've been at a few of those gigs. I've, I saw Dara Breen there. I saw Jimmy Carr there. Billy Connolly, I also saw yes. there. You've had John Denver. And of course, what we didn't include in that, but loads of people have been at the annual panto. You've you've everything at the concert hall. We do. I guess it's it's um, looking after our audiences in the region. There's a real eclectic mix. You know, while we are a concert hall, we're there for everybody. So we do have the comedians to the um, singer-songwriters, the Christy Moores of this world. As you said, the list is endless. We've actually started collecting a collage of images of all the artists that have performed us over the years. And it's just phenomenal just when you pull it all together and take a moment to step back just to see who we've had on our stages. It's just fantastic. And, yeah, and yeah. The, the variety of us, you know, that it is everything from pop music, music to rock music to classical music to opera I've been at the opera as well at the concert hall and then the, the comedy the real you know appealing to absolutely every single demographic we've got Absolutely and, and, and as I said that's what we're about it's, it's great you know as you said you start off panto I know it's, it might be a bit early to say panto but you'd be surprised never, tickets are flying. never too early oh no it's not <laughs> oh yes it is and we have a comedian this year joining us Bernard O'Shea joining us um, for panto so it'll be just even funnier than ever so yeah the plans are all in place for that already you're kind of 12 months out always planning your programme of events so it's just one you, you roll on every one after the next Take us back Sinead now I know you weren't around 30 years ago but you do know the history of it and not everybody's aware of the history of the University Concert Hall tell us about the big plan to put this in place for Limerick well, it was, it was kind of a, a number of people in the region, including the university and, and of course, Chuck Feeney, who really wanted to 
have a centre for the arts in the region. It was the first concert hall really then and since then that has been purposely built in the region and thanks to a number of um, private funders, patrons and the university, um, it was, um, yeah, it, it 1993 in September 18th it was opened up and from there on it just grew from strength to strength and we've had tremendous support um, and the acts just continue growing you know it's been home for so many local community arts organisations and school shows it's not just obviously the you know, professional artists, the big singer-songwriters and whatnot. It's also every year the annual showcases for local schools and arts, as I said, or ballet schools. So it, it's it's there for everybody to use. We have had so many live broadcasts even there. You'd be TV I've and radio. Just remembered, I've played at university concert hall. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. Yeah, I should have included myself in that mix of artists. I was, in a former life, I was in the Limerick City Rhythm Band and we played on stage no at way. university concert hall at one of those kind of mixes of lots of the, the different groups. And I think a lot of people probably have. And it's lovely to have that kind of a connection, isn't it? it With is. the community. Absolutely. There's many young school children that might for now go in and experience it in panto, but then later, you know, they're in stage schools. And then again, they're even graduating from the University of Limerick. You know, we, we play an important part in the university's cultural life in the region and, and remit. So it, it, they'll have experienced it in some way or another across their lives. And we hope they continue kind of coming back as, as you know, they move into adulthood and enjoy other areas of the arts and just, yeah, continue to grow. Have I missed out on any of the high personality profiles kind of of people who've played over the last 30 years and the few that I've mentioned? Are there any that come to mind for you? I think many will remember Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson. Um, they'll remember the Maxime Wengerovs of this world in terms of the classical world, Sir James Galway. You've mentioned quite a lot of the comedians. Um, I think everybody will have their own memory and that's what we're hoping to collect over the next while. Ask people, what's your best memory of yeah. University Concert Hall? Because it's so different for everybody. Um, so we're hoping over the next few weeks to gather it in and kind of uh, share the collage of everybody's memories over the last 30 years. I've only been lucky enough to be there for 10 years of it. So Is it 10 years already, Sinead? Exactly, the end of this month, at 10 years wow. in and it's just flown. So, But it's been a packed 10 years. It's felt sometimes like 30 years in itself, but it's been packed and, and fantastic. Yeah, it's... Do you have busy periods? Obviously, like Panto's packed because there's performances, you have matinees and all that kind of thing going on. But is there is there a quiet period at all over the, the calendar year? There really isn't anymore, which is fantastic. You know, our busy uh, concert season um, of acts, let's say, kind of runs from end of August to kind of end of June into July. And then we kind of go into conference mode. We kind of, we have our Limerick Sings Choral Festival. So it, it's right the way through the year. It's kind of with many venues now. We just, um, there's not enough dates in, in the diary, which is a fantastic place <laughs> yeah. to be. Um, so yeah, we, we, we pack them in as, as best we can. And internationally, kind of what's the reputation of UCH as a live entertainment venue? We at University Concert Hall really um, stand on a par with many of the national venues and international venues. So many artists coming in will say, do you know what, the acoustics in University Concert Hall are second to none. They're better than other um, venues in the country. So many of them, you know, when they're coming to the region, they, they're asking their promoters or agents, we want to get back to University Concert Hall. We just love it there. We love audiences and the acoustics and experience. So that's great for UCH, great for the region. Um, and we've lots more plans, I suppose, as over the next 12 months and beyond to kind of build that reputation further, build um, programming partnerships more internationally and bring in many artists and acts that haven't kind of maybe come to the Midwest in the past. So there's lots in the pipeline that, that we'll be sharing in due course. And any 
other plans around the celebrations of the 30th anniversary? We kind of decided in celebrating this year, like the 18th of September is when our doors opened, I guess, in 1993. But we decided let's kind of try and do a number of events across the month of September and throughout the year. So the two main events would be our, with, we're sharing the stage with the Irish Chamber Orchestra on the 21st of September to do a beautiful uh, programme of um, Ergo Lacey and Stabat Masher. The ICO have been with us across the 30 years. They even opened in the opening week. So we said, well, why not mark that again with one of Limerick's own? They're based in Limerick, they're regional artists. So delighted to be able to share that with them on Thursday the 21st. And then one of the other orchestras that has been with us and helped celebrate the 25th anniversary and lots more is the RT Concert Orchestra and, of course, Irish international pianist Sir John O'Connor for a beautiful programme of Beethoven. Um, and we're really looking forward to that's kind of our gala night for September and we're really looking forward to that. But we wanted to be there for everybody. So we kind of, around that, have programmed a number of lovely family screenings. I don't know, some of your viewer, our audiences may have heard of our, 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 that we have a screen and we do filmings, yeah. including with our own Compton organ, which is the only surviving theatre organ in the country. Really? Uh, yeah, it's from, from the Cork Savoy Theatre, but we, it was rescued and, and uh, preserved and it's back in playing action. So on Culture Day, even audiences will get a chance, um, Culture Evening, to come along free of charge and experience a black and white movie um, in UCH um, with the Compton organ. So there's lots there including a family screening even of Homeward Bound which is celebrating its oh, 30th yeah. anniversary oh, really? too. Yeah. yeah. So we said well why not? It's a great one to market for yeah. families too. A free screening for families as well with that. So we, ah, yeah, there's so much going. What sells fastest? Um, it's really a mix but I would say comedy. Um, certainly comedy. Some of the big name artists obviously the Imelda Mays, Christy Moores, you know it's really it's eclectic, dare I say. You know, it just depends on a given yeah. season, kind of, who's in it and, and whatnot. And you have a programme that runs all the time as well, the Friends of University Concert Hall. Not everybody's aware of that, that people can actually kind of sign up and kind of support the Concert Hall. And there are some pretty nice benefits if you do that. There are indeed. I suppose we have a group of friends and audiences that and patrons that really value the work we're doing, not just in bringing international artists to our stage, but in also supporting our community and outreach work through our Rising Stars concert series that supports um, artists kind of moving into their careers. Um, so they obviously do that to support us and our programming and, and as I said, our outreach work. But also, you know, we really value their continued um, um, engagement and they get obviously a number of tickets to key events throughout the year as complimentary. They will get ticket discounts. They'll get, um, they not charge booking fees. Um, and it's, I think they like early access to certain events or even to get sometimes to meet the artist. For some events, we'll get, have a pre-concert reception and they'll get a chance to meet the artist in question. doesn't happen with everybody, yeah. but it depends on the year in question. But it's, it's a really, um, a really good way, I suppose, for audiences to feel that they're kind of closer to UCH and, and, and really valuing kind of the work we're doing and the plans. Okay, we've talked about all the positives. There's loads of positives. One disadvantage some people might say about the concert hall in terms of, obviously, the U- U- university's delighted about its location, but its location is outside the city centre. And that's a disadvantage for people who don't have easy access to travel, maybe, you know, and how do you feel about that and that, you know, connection to the city being where you're placed? Um... I personally see it as where we're placed as an advantage. We're on a beautiful campus to start mm. with, but not, you know, we have audiences coming from the in closer environs and the city, but let's not forget our audiences are coming in for, from the Midwest region and we're just off a motorway. There's plenty of bus routes that are literally coming in on campus. So 
you know, many venues you compare it to around the country, you know, they're not, there's public transport um, fine in Dublin maybe a little bit easier, but it's not easy to park a car if somebody's dependent on, on driving to to enjoy an evening out or whatnot. So there's a lot of benefits to that. And as I said, there is the connections with the city in terms of bus and other links are, are improving uh, the greenways and whatnot. So I, I see it only easing going into the future. Okay. Um, what about the competition? Uh, Lime Tree Theatre is a lot younger than the concert hall but has definitely brought uh, another element to Limerick. How do you feel about the competition? I mean, when it was opening up, we were like, oh no, this crowd are going to steal half our stuff or whatever. Or has it actually helped to boost you? What, what way does it work? I think it all helps build cultural life in the region in Limerick. You know, there's so many artists and so many ba- um, based here in organisations. You know, we can't do everything. Nurk and the Lime Tree and there's there's a place for everybody. They're very much a theatre. Um, we're not a theatre and there's, there's no way of hiding it. You know, when we're doing our panto, we have to build in proscenium arches to kind of have that theatre look. So there's certainly such a wide variety of acts um, and, and promoters out there that there's something there for everybody. I think it's only good giving audiences plenty of options. And just on the whole live entertainment thing, uh, do you think it's changed post-COVID and, you know, have people a bigger appetite for it? Has cost of living affected us? Uh, people slower to buy tickets for that reason or whatever. How do you think we sit now in terms of live entertainment? I think audiences and um, booking patterns certainly changed over COVID, um, particularly as we were coming out of maybe some of the restrictions. People were waiting till nearer event um, to just to see are they around or whatnot. Lots of people had backdated events, so they were all kind of falling together, be it family occasions or not. But certainly audiences' numbers have kind of rebounded, which is fantastic. Um, we as concert promoters are very aware and um, uh, other promoters are very aware that of the cost of living and, and everything that has gone up. So we do always try to ensure there's accessible ticket prices. So, you know, a ticket price will be advertised. But, you know, I would say to audiences, always look to see if it says concessions available. There's so many more family ticket pricing and student ticket prices and children prices for events that hopefully um, everybody will feel that they can, uh, you know, access it, including our Panto. There's, it's very accessible pricing. We've kept it to 2019 ticket pricing even. Now, you have a very good website and I know people can see what's coming up at University Concert Hall if they go onto the website and they can check that out. You can also become a friend of UCH, all that kind of thing. You can book your tickets. But, Sinead, can you share any secrets with us about who you might be negotiating with who's not yet on the website? Are you allowed to tell us anything about who somebody who might be coming down the line so we know to get ready to, you know, buy those tickets in advance? Well, one of the artists you played actually there ahead. Oh, we'll have to um, the, the, the news is the only is it? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Not, uh, we're in trying to finalise a date for them and there's lots more that, you know, that um, some of the bigger artists, depending on their tours. I missed it. Who did you say? <laughs> I, I think your listeners will be able okay. to work that that one out, we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> um, but it, yeah there's, there's lots we're always obviously keen you're, you're booking 12 and 18 months advance so sometimes you could have a conversation for two or three years with a promoter to try and fit a particular artist or uh, into a, a schedule of a yeah. tour and it's just the nature of it and then other days like last week I'd got a query about next week somebody trying to fit in a last date now it hasn't come through but you just never know when these and they're reasonably big sized comedian but you just never know you know What's in the pipeline? But there's plenty there. Oh, make room, today Somehow, make room. <laughs> oh, we were trying, trust me. <laughs> okay. Listen, that's great to hear. You're doing brilliant work out there and it's fantastic um, to have such a venue in our place. Hard to believe it's been 30 years, yeah. but uh, yeah, may, onwards and upwards, I guess. Thank you very much. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.
with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95.